Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Don't fail to miss it. That was uh, one of my dad's favorite expressions. Uh, he'd use it, you know, when he'd hear that a, a big name rock act was coming to Pittsburgh. If it wasn't jazz, he was going to make sure he missed it. Or when he saw a preview for, you know, a movie on TV, stuff like that. And he would be saying the same thing about the Democrats debate tonight. Now, I actually thought it was last night. I said so on the air here yesterday. I apologize for that. Uh, so I'm going to have to, I guess, not watch it tonight instead of last night. You know, got to change the plans. I don't know how anybody, unless they uh, absolutely had to, and that would be, you know, people in the uh, national news media and people at NBC who's putting on the debate, those kind of people that are paid a good buck to do it. I, I don't know how uh, I, anybody could stand to watch those people for two hours. Um, I know we're supposed to be excited about the regular uh, lunatics jumping all over Mike Bloomberg, who managed to weasel his way onto the stage for this one because they dropped um, the, the fundraising qualification. He's not raising funds. He's just buying his own votes. So he was left out because he didn't raise any money fundraising, I guess. Uh, he's just taking it out of his own pocket. Anyway, uh, Bernie Sanders is adding to his lead in the national polls. The Democrats are very worried that he's going to actually win it. And you know how he hates billionaires. I think he and Pete Buttigieg uh, both have said they'd be okay with getting rid of billionaires. I don't know how you do that. Um, uh, deport them? Put them in prison? I don't know. Just take all their money right down to when they only have $1 billion left, not uh, I'm sorry, $999,999.99. Then you're okay. There are a bunch of videos out there that actually should um, disqualify Bloomberg from the Democratic race. Some of them are just dumb. Some of them actually are a little too truthful, but they're not the kind of things that uh, the, the, the things that a Democrat should say uh, without having to apologize for them. He's apologized for some of the stuff already, but anyway, it'll be shocking if the NBC moderators allow the videos to be seen during the debate. The debate is at the Paris Theater in Las Vegas. And if they really wanted to help the ratings, bringing out the topless Vegas showgirls uh, might have been a good idea. Or maybe how about uh, getting a, a, a comedian to open the show? It's too bad Bob Hope's dead. They could have gotten him. What is Elizabeth Warren going to do to become relevant again? Maybe actually taking a swing at Bernie would be a good idea? Uh, now that I might tune in to watch. I think... I don't know who'd win that fight. I gotta. I think I might put my money on Liz. Uh, and then there's Joe Biden. Speaking of trying to be relevant, um, Vegas, I think, has odds on whether he's going to show up at the right theater. He said the other day that he was happy to be in California. The only problem was he was in Nevada. So they'll all get around to saying how important it is that Donald Trump is not reelected. And they'll all try to claim that they can be the one to do that. You know, they can be the one to beat them, but not one of the lunatics debating tonight has a chance. And that, to me, is the biggest reason for you to try to miss it. I'll do my best to miss it, believe me. Anyway, when we come back after the break, we're going to talk some local politics, a law that was passed by Allegheny County Council last week that is one more sign that the insanity over transgenderism is a runaway train that sane people may not be able to stop. Stick around.
They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention Stag for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Stagerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash radio. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash radio. That's BambooHR.com slash radio. I am doing it all. The water, the fiber, the exercise. But I still have constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating that keep coming back. My doctor said that I may have a chronic medical condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S.com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. She's such a beautiful little puppy. I mean, we walk around the block and neighbors always say, her hair is so beautiful. Healthy and shiny and glossy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Fatty acids, omega-3s, and omega-6s are great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. I would really recommend people starting their puppies on Dynavite before they get into what I would call the misery index. Bad skin, bad ears, bad breath. Because if they're getting all their vitamins, micronutrients, microbials from the beginning, then you're not going to run into the problems associated with the allergies, grass, pollen, dust dirt, fleas, ticks, you name it, and the itching and shedding down the road. Our vitamins and enzymes replace the nutrients cooked out of most commercial dog foods. Dynavite for life. This is Ed Lukasevic. And Cindy Lukasevic. Inviting you and your pets to Dynavite. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. This is the John Stockerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, yesterday we talked about the uh, the nauseating display put on the uh, by the gang at Good Morning America when they celebrated Dwayne Wade's son deciding that he wanted to be a girl. Uh, he's 12, by the way, and Dwayne and his wife say that he knew he wanted to be a girl when he was three. Uh, the kid was praised for his courage, and Dwayne said he, whom he now refers to as she, uh, and is his daughter is the leader of the family. Did I mention that he's 12? Um, well, anyway, it would have been nice if GMA would have followed the Slobberfest segment up with another side to the story. Maybe an expert who could talk about the harm that the kids' parents might be doing. But transgender insanity, as I said um, a couple minutes ago, is a runaway train now. And if you disagree with uh, or question any of it, uh, you're, there's something wrong with you. Sue Means is a former Allegheny County 
councilwoman who knows all about that train. She tried to prevent Allegheny County from passing a law that made it illegal to try to uh, try conversion therapy on kids who are struggling with their sexual identity. It was passed last week. Sue joins us now. Sue, thanks for being here. Well, thanks for having me. So what was the law that Allegheny County passed that we all are going to have to live with, uh, at least uh, for a while? Well, basically, they passed a ban on conversion therapy, but it was very cleverly packaged because um, it is an accepted practice to use electric shock therapy or anything painful on children to keep them, um, you know, if they have same-sex attraction feelings, and that is not accepted medical treatment. But they they, they didn't, uh, when they defined what it is, so they're banning conversion therapy, but they make the description so broad, it includes talk therapy. So what has happened is if a child has unwanted same-sex feelings and he wants help, he wants to self-determine his own goals and wants to... Um, minimize those feelings or work through those feelings with the counselor, the counselor's not going to be allowed to talk to him about it. So so you tried to pass a law that would ban methods and not goals. What's the difference in what you wanted and what was passed? Okay, so I introduced last summer a bill to ban those harmful, um, painful treatments and to affirm a child's right a minor child under the age of 18's right to have talk therapy. And the difference is now um, that bill didn't go anywhere. It was reintroduced the same day on last Tuesday, the 11th of, Feb- of February, but they introduced a convert, they reintroduced a con- the extreme conversion ban that now uh, prohibits any um, therapist or nurse or social worker to talk to a child, and, and they can only affirm their confusion. They can't try to help them figure out where they are and how they feel and um, work out those, those, their, own, their own path, really, what they would like to achieve. So was there any debate before the law was passed last Tuesday? Um, what happened, that, and that's why it's not only a sad day, because that speech between a, 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 a counselor and their patient is protected speech. So it's a sad day that that freedom, First Amendment freedom, that that guarded speech between a therapist and a child is um, violated and challenged, that it's also a sad day because the legislative process was bypassed. When you pass legislation, it should be slow and deliberate. They should have all voices at the table. It should have went to a committee. Instead, they uh, waived the second reading, which means it doesn't go to committee. They voted on it that night. So it's really sad because we had last fall several uh, Ph.D. psychologists that were going to come to a committee meeting and talk about how if a child is denied helped deny the access to therapy to work out their feelings and figure things out for themselves that that will do them harm. They will be depressed. They will be suicidal. So it's really sad that they didn't take the time to consider the legal aspects of denying people First Amendment rights. You would think that in something this serious and something that could affect um, the rest of uh, a kid's life, a kid who might be 12, 13, 14 years old and makes this decision, you would think that that would be one issue that they would have a lot of debate about, that they'd want to hear both sides. So there was nobody there to um, give the other side of the story that, 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 that these kids might need some kind of counseling, that they shouldn't be rushed into this? Well, when a bill is usually introduced, there isn't a lot of fanfare People were counting on the committee process to do a, a, a thorough review, and we were prepared to go forward with a thorough review, and we thought we would have that opportunity. But um, Councilman Klein uh, apparently has, uh, there were 14 speakers there, and they were gay rights activists. They came, and um, I saw the handwriting on the wall when they were saying, pass this tonight. So the makeup of county council is now... There's uh, 12 Democrats to three Republicans, 
and the progressives outweigh the conservatives, and they pushed it through. So they can pretty much do whatever they want. So ten, ten votes. And they can, if they have a supermajority, 10 out of 15, they can waive the second reading. So the scary thing is now anything controversial that comes before county council, they can just waive the second reading and pass it that night without sending it to for a careful review to the committee. Wow. Now, in order for Allegheny County to pass this law, and for the people who voted on it to vote for it, uh, don't the people voting have to be convinced that transgenderism is... Uh, uh, settled science, and there's only one side. They they think it's uh, there is no there is no um, room for discussion, no need for discussion. Well, we really didn't get to hear what everybody's thoughts were, but they were pretty well set. I mean, we had one pastor come and and try to bring um, some clarity to the situation, and he was booed and mocked. We he had was booed. Him, yes, he was booed and mocked. And um, it was, I was really, it was a very sad moment that here he wasn't even allowed to express his opinion without um, people being disrespectful to him. And Councilman uh, DeMarco had sponsored, re-sponsored the conservative uh, bill that we introduced last fall, and he spoke very eloquently and said, we're going to be sued, and we need to take pause and think about this, and Councilwoman Kirk she spoke up. It would, the bill would have gone to her committee. She's the chairwoman of Health and Human Services, and she shared her disappointment that it wasn't sent to her committee because she was prepared for careful review to hear all sides. We're not enemies. We need to all understand how complex the issue was. But sometimes what happens, John, is you give something a fancy title, and the words matter. I mean, it, when you say conversion ban, well, everyone doesn't want electric shock therapy and everyone doesn't want children hurt, but they don't realize when you say electric shock therapy that, you, no, I'm sorry, when you say conversion therapy, now, now you're going to include talk therapy, just talking about your thoughts. So I think you're probably right. People think that, that someone, um, you know, every... I'm sorry, I'm more traditional, you know. Yeah. Well, the Bible said it, God created, created one man and one man and woman. I yeah. mean, they, it's a crazy that, idea, uh, Sue. you got to get rid of that. Yeah. and <laughs> But, you know, it's just, um, it was a very sad day. It was very sad. And, and Councilwoman Kirk ex- expressed her con- really disappointment that it didn't go to her committee. And she shared that she works at a hospital and the doctors that she works for were really upset about the conversion ban because if you look at the makeup of Allegheny County Council, she is the only person with a medical background. And the doctors that she works with were outraged that non-medical people would tell them how to do their business, to tell them how to counsel their patients. How much publicity did this get locally? Um, when it passed, it, it got, you know... There was a fanfare when it passed, but not much, really. It was a non-issue. Did local TV cover it at all? Pardon me? Did local TV news cover it at all? Um, There was a little blurb, I think, on Channel 11. The Trib wrote an article. The Post-Gazette wrote an article. But most people are just living their lives and going about their business and unaware that they're this horrible... um, Well, but, Sue, it's it's the media's job to... Um, to present stuff like this to people, it's, it's a it's, to me it's a it's a pretty big story for anybody who lives in Allegheny County, and um, it's, it's not only that it would make a pretty good news story, radio, TV, newspaper, whatever. Uh, it's just amazing it didn't get more. Um, but well, uh, I I totally agree, and I was disappointed as well. Even last year when we introduced our bills and. We didn't get much um, publicity at all. We were trying to get people to understand that um, this is extreme and excessive. And people need to understand where they pass these bills, um, like in a state where they would pass a bill, it puts parents in a terrible bind because if you're not supportive of your child's decisions, you you can say that your house is no longer... um, safe for a child who's going down a path that you're not agreeing with and if you're not supportive 
Children and Youth Services could come in and take your child so away let, let, from let, me, let me stop you there, Sue, because I am I'm run, starting to run out of time here. So sure. if I'm if I'm a parent of a child who has this issue, and um, am I breaking the law in Allegheny County if I hire a counselor to come into my house and and talk to him? Well, the the thing is, the counselor. Um, maybe you'll just have to travel out of Allegheny County. Would be my advice. No, no but I, I'm asking you if if I yeah, if well, I'm in my house in Allegheny, I live in Mount Lebanon or Upper St. Clair or Dormont or somewhere in the in Allegheny County, and my son or daughter has this issue, and I want her, him or her, to have um, counseling. If I bring a counselor in, and that counselor discusses it with my son or daughter he's breaking the law and i'm what am i am i uh, am i well i mean he an is an accessory to the crime well he's breaking the law because he's a licensed therapist it says it is if this takes place anywhere within the confounds of, of allegheny county yes he's breaking the law and then someone can bring to him an injunction and then the injunction can take the next step. If he if he doesn't cease and desist, if he continues to counsel your child and comes again and again, he can be fined and eventually put in jail if he continues to violate the ordinance. That's just unbelievable to me. Uh, but actually, it shouldn't be unbelievable because this the whole um, transgender insanity is that's what it is. It's insanity. So, so the penalty would be that uh, first, if there'd be an injunction, but if he ignored that, he'd actually go to jail for. Well, that'd be steps. There'd be fines. It would depend on the well, magistrate and and. Well, the if he refused system. to pay the fine, he'd go to jail. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it it is against the law. So the, does the law take power away from the parents? Well, I think so. Yes, because if a parent wants a child to to visit, to go talk to a counselor and work through the pros and cons. And, and by the way, a counselor, their code of ethics, they are to avoid uh, imposing their own values and attitudes on a child. They're supposed to take the child and help them work through, self-determine which way they want to go and weigh the pros and cons. A therapist could lose their license if they force their opinion on a child. This is stunning. You know, here's the thing. There are, this is in Allegheny County. So if, if, if you don't like this, you can move to, at least I guess for now, you can move to Washington County. I don't know if they have that law. But this is a great um, example for people of what will happen if the Democrats take over nationally. If they're in control of uh, the, the White House and both houses of Congress and start passing laws like this. This is what we get. This is the lunatics that are in the in the Democrat Party right now, and Allegheny County is just a microcosm of it, right? Well, that's correct, and they've already passed the same legislation in Philadelphia um, and other cities. All Democrats. And, yeah, and um, they, there's a legislator from Philadelphia that keeps introducing similar such legislation to the Pennsylvania House of Representatives. So there is a push already at the state level to pass these things in our state. Wow, I only have about a minute left. What what would it take, Sue? And we're talking to Sue Mean. She's a former uh, Allegheny County Councilwoman. What would it take to reverse the Allegheny County law? What we need is a, 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 a certified licensed counselor of courage or parents who've had their rights violated to sue, mm-hmm. to sue the county. Wow. And uh, there are several bills proposed in several states to make it a felony to subscribe hormones or perform sex change operations on minors. So maybe that'll hurt. But I'm out of time, Sue. Uh, I really okay, appreciate well, it. You. And uh, uh, thanks for putting up the fight. I hope it. Uh, I hope we can reverse it somehow. Not- well, thank you. Just a real quick comment. In uh, New York City, they did reverse the ban, and it was a... A rabbi that was a counselor that sued the city, and they rescinded the ban on their own because they were going to lose in court. So that's exactly what we need again here. Thank good, you good. for having me on. Good. Let's do it here. Thanks, Sue. We'll be right back. Okay, bye. Bye. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. 
Hundreds of homes and businesses remain without power as floodwaters do start to recede around Jackson, Mississippi. It's unclear when the lights will come back on, but residents in hard-hit areas around the capital city being allowed to return back home. The first major test of billionaire Mike Bloomberg's Democrat presidential campaign about to play out in Las Vegas. He'll face questions on a debate stage for the first time tonight. Others on the stage, Bernie Sanders, Pete Buttigieg, Joe Biden, Amy Klobuchar, and Elizabeth Warren. A federal judge in Plano, Texas, has dismissed Huawei's challenge of a U.S. law that bars the government and contractors from using the Chinese tech giant's equipment. Stocks closing higher on Wall Street, having shaken off their latest virus-induced loss. The Dow gained 115 points today, the Nasdaq up 84, and the S&P added 15. This is SRN News. Here is some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or if you sign up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. And it's worked beautifully for 25 years. They have more than 400,000 members now around the country. MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. And over the years, members have shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So they could help share your needs too. And best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is about 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money every month. You're not stuck with a high-cost health plan. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. Here's the number to find out more, and there's no pressure. They are super easy to talk to. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Dennis Prager doesn't see fair elections from the DNC. My only agenda on this issue is to figure out how do we have honest elections. The Democrats do not want honest elections, in my opinion. They are opposed to the idea that you must identify yourself when you vote. The most solemn thing that is done in a free country you can do without an ID. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer. I'm Kelsey Wiggins, a public school teacher in Iowa whose students have benefited from an America's Farmers Grow Rural Education Grant. By April 1st, I encourage farmers to nominate a local public school district to receive a $15,000 STEM grant by visiting americasfarmers.com. Elected and appointed officials have a troubling habit, engaging in soundbite promotion. They go on a radio or TV program making wondrous claims of economic progress, yet offer only vague proof to support them. But just because they say something doesn't make it so. That's the case with Allegheny County's economic performance over the last 20 years. Learn the real story at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where dubious government claims have been challenged since 1995. When you've got water, fire, or smoke damage, there's no debate. You have to vote yellow. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our team is ready to help 24 hours a day. The man, the yellow man. This election year, you can vote red or you can vote blue, but yellow is always the right choice. Demand the yellow van when you have water damage and call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Call Service Master. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy & Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On the outbound Parkway West, we've got an accident. It's off to the shoulder, approaching Campbell's Run Road. Delays start around 79 on out. Inbound also heavy county jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway eased all stack up outbound. Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood, Swissvale. Inbound also real slow ride from Wilkinsburg to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Delays also on the outbound Veterans Bridge and on the outbound Liberty Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Clouds increasing tonight. It will be cold. Low 19. 
colder tomorrow, cloudy in the morning, followed by clouds and sunshine in the afternoon, a high 29. Clear and very cold tomorrow night, low 13. Sunshine for Friday, continued cold, high Friday 33. Saturday, mostly sunny, not as cold, high 44. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. The Democrats will debate tonight. Uh, and as far as I know, they all hate oil. They also hate fracking and they hate the internal combustion engine and they probably hate plastic. And we can only hope that Trump would beat whoever comes out of the fiasco that their primary has turned into. Fracking is a big deal around here. There's no way a Democrat who promises to ban it is going to win Pennsylvania. And oil isn't only about gasoline, by the way. Greg Cuzera is the director of marketing. He's an engineer and also the director of marketing for Shale Crescent USA and the author of Just the Fracks, ma'am, and also another book, Learned Leadership. He joins us now. Greg, thanks for being here. Hey, John, good to be with you, and I'm a Pittsburgher that's living in West Virginia now, so oh, oh, okay. I've watched you for years, so I'm, I'm really, I'm honored to be speaking with you. Oh, this wow, good, good, thanks, thanks. Um, you know me as a, uh, mostly as a sports guy, but I'm, I know, exactly. I'm, I'm branching out. I've been doing that for a while. Hey, so um, anyway, the, uh, the lunatics running around the country uh, calling for the elimination of fossil fuels, I guess they, according to you, may, may not... Uh, know just how many products they use are made from oil. And you say that the coronavirus would be a much bigger problem if not for products made from oil. be a huge problem. And, and all people have to do is look at the evening news. All, always, there's going to be a story on the coronavirus that happens every night. And look at what happens in that picture, and you're going to see almost everything that's on there. Those those gowns that they wear, the uh, the, the gloves, the medical equipment. It's all made out of petrochemicals, and petrochemicals come from oil and natural gas wells that have all been fracked. I mean, you frack almost every well. So fracking and oil and gas are kind of one and the the same, and Russia fracks, China fracks, Saudi Arabia fracks. It's just part of the process. So, And, you know, it's amazing, John, is all those candidates, I'll bet you not a single one of them took a steam locomotive or went on horseback to that debate. They all probably flew in a jet that's been built with fossil fuels and plastic, and it's fueled by fossil fuels. And I guess that's okay. Yeah, it is okay. Well, they would say to you that, yeah, they know that's the way it is now, but uh, we have to get rid of all that stuff. And I think we're down to 11 years now, according to uh, Alexandria overrated Cortez. Um, I think it's down to 11 years now that we have left before we all die if we don't get rid of um, uh, fossil fuels. So they, they would say... Uh, I'm, 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 I'm being the devil's advocate here, I guess. Uh, they would say, well, yeah, that's true, but we don't want to do that anymore. We think we can replace all that stuff. Well, you know, and that's a real challenge because it, it's your, you know, your cell phones. Every, you know, it's amazing, all, those, uh, all the things, computers, all TV sets, but even electric cars, windmills, solar panels, all come from petrochemicals. There really isn't a replacement for all that stuff. You can do a few things with plants, but, you know, the rest of the story is, and it's really neat because your listeners, the American consumer in the last 10 years, has saved over $1.1 trillion, that's with a T, because of lower natural gas prices. And certainly, you know, my mother passed a few years ago in Pittsburgh. She was over 90 years old. And when she called me a few years ago and said, Greg, my gas bill's down $100 a month. For a 90-year-old woman, that's a big deal. That's oh, a big yeah. deal for everybody, yeah. for, for seniors on fixed incomes. So we've saved all that money. Now, the rest of the story is, to your, to your, to, to your question, is during that same 10 years where we're using more natural gas and American consumers, your listeners, are saving money, our CO2 levels in this country are down 14%. Matter of fact, the International Energy Agency came out with a report that we're the only country on planet Earth that's in line to meet the Paris Climate Accords. <laughs> and we're not even part of that agreement. We're so, not even trying. We're going to be the only ones that actually match meet that. Everybody else isn't even close. Yeah. And that's because of natural gas. And if, if those folks, every one of those candidates on, on TV tonight, if they're serious about climate change, and they're not just using it as, uh, as rhetoric, then you ought to look at the United States and figure out what we're doing 
and apply it to the rest of the world. Because I can tell you, if they're right, then we're, we're in deep duty because unless they apply what we're doing, we have to fix China, we have to fix India because we can go to zero carbon and they're going to still dig the hole for us. So at the end of the day, we're the solution, not the problem. Yeah, you mentioned, uh, Greg, about... You know, when you see the pictures of the the doctors and the hospitals and all the stuff um, associated with the news about the coronavirus, that it's all made with, with plastic. And I, I saw a piece in National Geographic actually uh, linked to uh, the email that you sent me to get you on the show here. Uh, there's a story in there about hospitals. I guess they're starting to feel guilty about the single-use plastic that's used in hospitals. So. Uh, all the stuff, some of the stuff that you're see- you-, you mentioned there, that's in those pictures. Now the hospitals are starting to think that well, they got to figure out uh, something uh, to replace it with because of the plastic is piling up somewhere. Well, you know, and that's a that's a fixable problem, and and, and that concerns me because they're even thinking that direction. Because at the end of the day, if you've got a contaminated gown, what would you rather do? Put it in the garbage and burn it, or try to get it? cleaned again. Yeah, I feel a whole yeah. lot better. I was a patient not that long ago. I feel a whole lot better knowing that something's wrapped in plastic and it's sterile. And I didn't have to worry about someone maybe that had a bad day and didn't sterilize that gown the way it should have been. Yeah, and, and um, I, I read that plastic actually um, is not friendly to bacteria. Uh, the, the, it's tough for some of the bacteria to, to to stick to the plastic, if that's the right word, and and then you got to replace why they, that too. We're seeing that, so those, that you know, the gowns, and even you know, even as a patient, what what we're wearing now is more uh, plastic oriented, so to speak. But you know, the rest of the stories, what we do at Shell Crescent, we're 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 in the economic development business, and mm-hmm. we call Ohio, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, the Shell Crescent USA. That's how we branded it. So to get rid of that whole Northeast or Appalachia nomenclature but we're bringing industry back here john and you've already started with the shell plant it doesn't matter to us which state someone lands in as long as they're coming here and not going to china or even the gulf coast but along with that we've got three different companies from their uh interested in coming to this region and recycling so we not only have an opportunity to bring industry in here that shell plant's going to is already bringing jobs and there's going to be a lot more downstream jobs coming from that. But now we have this opportunity to create this circular economy here and actually take the, the plastic that we're using and getting into the trash and even some of our organic matter. And these these organizations, these companies can actually turn that into useful products for us So and create jobs. So we have an opportunity to really do something nobody else has done on planet Earth is create that circular, those pellets that uh, that – shells producing some of that can be done with recycled plastic so there's a lot of opportunities here to create jobs and actually create uh, a cleaner environment because these plants like shell are going to be the cleanest most efficient petrochemical plants on the planet i like plastic um Me I, like, too. I like i love pl- it i like plastic straws um <laughs> i hate paper straws is all of this hysteria about it uh you know even even like as i mentioned the hospitals starting to uh, feel guilty about overusing single-use plastic. Is it is the the plastic that's thrown away? Is it ca- is it ca- does it cause enough of a problem to make people think they should look for alternatives, or is it just about not feeling guilty using them? I think it's a guilt trip, and here's why: the plastic straw that you and I use. Mm-hmm. If I put that in the trash and it is properly disposed of, it's not going to get or get into some turtle's mouth. Right. At the end of the, where the problem is with plastic, there's 10 rivers in, and they're all in Asia. 90% of the plastic that's going into the ocean is coming from 10 rivers. And the problem is in those countries, in places like India and China, those India, those rivers are the sewer. I mean, people just take their plastics or whatever they got and they dump them in there and it goes to the ocean. That's not what we do in this country. So the worst thing can happen if somebody's going to throw their garbage on the side of the road, that could be an issue. But at the end of the day, if we're properly disposed of it, whether you're at a hospital or whether you're at the fast food place, it doesn't matter. We, we're way ahead, and we can actually take those straws and anything else and turn them into products. That's what we can do because of our how we're set up over here. So it, I think it's more hysteria over nothing, to be honest with you. Do you think that the average person out there, or even, even some of the or all of the uh, 
the lunatics on the stage at the Democratic debate tonight, um, do you think that they're actually aware of the number of products that wouldn't exist if not for oil? Or do, do most people think oil is gasoline and that's about it? Oil is oil or gasoline? I think that's, you know, what, when I talk to folks, most people haven't even put together the fact that petrochemicals come from oil and gas wells. They haven't grasped that. And I, in fairness to those folks tonight, my guess is they don't have a clue. And that's dangerous. I mean, if, if, if the average John and Jill out there doesn't have a clue, that's okay. But if you're running for president, you darn well better know that if you ban fracking, what you're doing is creating a, a hardship for the American people. Because whether it's health care or the other part of that is our, the American military is fueled by petrochemicals. Those weapon systems are made by petrochemicals. Do we really want to depend on places like Russia and Iran for our military hardware? I don't think so. Yeah, and um, I, I, one of the things I thought was interesting, I mean, you, you could come up, we could talk all day here with about just the, the products that are made from plastic that require petrochemicals, as you say. Uh, artificial limbs, speaking of medical care. Oh, you, you're right. And, and matter of fact, to that point, my wife just had a, had a uh, knee replacement mm -hmm. and you can't have those kind of knee replacement shoulders because the the cartilage in that in that artificial knee is made here in the united states out of especially plastic so without plastics you can forget about artificial knees shoulders you name it all that stuff goes away all when you're looking at modern medicine without plastics the best way I could say it, if, if you go back and watch the movie Little Women and see how they treated those illnesses back then, that's what it looks like. I mean, that's even in a wheelchair. I was in a wheelchair for eight weeks. My gosh, that was heavy enough. Can you imagine pushing a, a wooden wheelchair around? I mean, it, what we've got today, John, is incredible. We've got modern life, and we can do what we're doing today and actually create a cleaner world with a little bit of common sense. And that's where the challenge is. When you have politicians and academics telling us how we fix a problem, that terrifies me. This <laughs> because the people that know what's going on, when you start talking about engineers and technicians, they're the folks that have to come up with a solution that actually works and that people will accept and use because it makes sense. We're talking to Greg Cazera. He's the director of marketing for Shale Crescent USA and the author of Just the Fracks, ma'am. Uh, so what are just the fracks about fracking? Uh, here in Western PA, and, and you're in West Virginia, so, you know, just the number of jobs, what would happen if, and I think, I think, um, I think Elizabeth Warren and maybe, uh, Barry, uh, Barry, I was going to say Barry Sanders, <laughs> Bernie Sanders, um, I think both of them, and maybe all of them, have said that they would end fracking on their first day on the job if they could do it. What would happen? And, you know, I, I honestly believe, because in, 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 in the Pittsburgh area here in Ohio and West Virginia, a lot of people know what fracking actually is. I mean, it's, it's that whole process of cracking the rock to allow the oil and gas to come out. But there's so many people across the country that usually the problem with fracking is in areas where it's never been done, and they don't even know what it is, but they've heard it's bad. And that's that, uh, call it, uh, you know, misinformation that's gotten right. out there. and. Right. You know, and to give you an idea what's happened in the last 10 years, this part of the world, Shell Crescent, our region, is producing almost a third of the United States' natural gas supply, John. And if to give people an idea how massive that is, if you took Ohio, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania and turned a, made a country out of that little section of the United States, we would be the number three natural gas producer in the entire world. The only places that produce more natural gas than our region are the rest of the United States without us, and Russia's number two. We're number three, and every place else, China, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, you name it, produces less natural gas than our little region. So can you imagine what that means, not just to jobs here and, and these manufacturing jobs, these petrochemical jobs that we're bringing back to this country, they're ninety to $100,000 a year jobs for a technician. There's a young man from my church, John, that's working at that shell site up in Manaka. He's a union electrician. He was he was kind of partially employed. He's making a six-figure income for a 30-year-old guy with a family. That's huge. And can you imagine what he's going to do with that money? He's already bought a new truck. He's going to remodel his house. 
Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that throw, puts money into the economy and creates prosperity. And you're already seeing some of that up in the Pittsburgh area. And I'm trying to imagine him, uh, his reaction when Bernie Sanders comes to town, if he's the nominee, promising to end fracking. And that, that, when you end fracking, you end all that stuff. Because, matter of fact, here's the other thing that's really important. This region is where 70% of the, the stuff that's made out of those polyethylene pellets, like Shell's going to make, that's coming from the Gulf Coast today. This is the only place on planet Earth where a company can build its manufacturing petrochemical facility in the middle of the feed, under over top of the feedstock. It's under their plant. That's where, like it is at Shell. And in the middle of their customer base. Can you imagine what that does if you're worried about carbon footprint, where what Shell's going to be able to do is take those pellets and truck them to the places in Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, New Jersey. If you get those same pellets from the Gulf Coast, it's going to come on a rail car, and it takes 30 to 45 days. They're going to drive costs down for the local producers of those products, but it's also going to help big picture when you're talking about pollution on a global basis. That same plant if built in China would create massive amounts of pollution. So the, I look at Shell and some of these other projects coming on as environmental projects. They're going to help the planet, and they're going to create good jobs here that are long-term for the people that live here. And, and boy, you know, young men, young women that come out of these tech schools can jump into $75,000 a year jobs. It's unbelievable what's what's out there. That's that's the kind of stuff that we need in this part of the world. Well, Greg, I'm I'm out of time. Uh, keep that uh, natural gas and oil coming. I love all all of it. Well, those guys and ladies that are doing that, they're doing a great job. And it's not fracking; it's horizontal drilling. It's that that's the American technology that's made the difference. But they can more information that they can go to shellcrescentusa.com, John, and look us up and see how we're we're using that natural gas to bring jobs back here. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for all you do. Appreciate uh, you. Okay, we'll be right back. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind. Expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years. Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions call marley financial want just catastrophic or just accident you know the answer because they know how to design the plans most of their clients save 30 to 60 percent which can add up to several thousand dollars a year call todd at marley financial 724-884-1496 that's 724-884-1496 on the web at marleyfg.com todd marley at marley financial 724-884-1496 at marleyfg.com Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. And right now, listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash America. One more time. To try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Just because it's cold outside, it doesn't mean you need to stop grilling. Not if you've got the right grill, and that would be a Solaire Infrared Grill. Solaire Infrared Grills perform equally well in the cold of winter as in the heat of summer. 
Just like you feel warm from the sun when you step out of the shadows, the Solaire infrared burners heat your food directly, not the air around the food like conventional grills do. The intense heat also results in the juiciest food you will ever taste from a grill, gas, charcoal, or otherwise. To get the great taste, it's all about the heat. And Solaire Infrared from BestHotGrill.com gets hotter than anything you've ever experienced. Try it yourself with the Solaire Demo Program. Solaire is truly the last grill you'll ever buy. Learn more about these amazing USA-made grills at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. So the uh, Democrat debate tonight, you know, we haven't heard as much about Pete Buttigieg uh, lately. Pete's um, the uh, mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and um, I think he's gay. I think they've mentioned that he's gay, but uh, he's um, not, apparently not all that well <laughs> well liked in South Bend. There's a story here that uh, it's just uh, he didn't do that good of a job there. Um, South South Bend, the, the only thing most people know about it is that that's where Notre Dame is. Uh, but um, the uh, the the Notre Dame it says here is actually located in Notre Dame, Indiana. So South Bend doesn't even really get to legally claim that. Uh, but he um, he's uh, he's kind of been pushed in the background. One of his. Uh, I mean, maybe his only real talent is that he's really good at uh, talking about different subjects uh, for good lengths of time without saying anything. He'll talk for a minute and a half, give you a minute and a half answer, and he said nothing. But he's done it with a, a nice look on his face, and he has that posture, and he's got that young JFK uh, look going for him, and... Uh, he doesn't have a prayer of, of getting the Democrat nomination, which is, again, what I, I talked about at the beginning of the show. Why would anybody watch this tonight? There's not, there's nobody on that. I, I can understand. I'm going to watch the highlights. I, I actually do want to know what the good parts are. And I, and I hope, actually, as I said earlier, that I would like to see um, Elizabeth Warren walk over and just slap him around, slap Bernie around. That, that, I'd watch that if I knew that was going to happen. But I can see that if I catch the highlights. But uh, what's Pete Buttigieg going to do tonight to make himself relevant? I say nothing. Maybe it's time for him to go away. But, you know, we'll see after tonight. We'll talk about it tomorrow right here on AM 1250, The Answer. Thanks for listening. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.